Pittsburgh Steelers got utterly destroyed by the Kansas City Chiefs, 36-10. to And you could point to all the different things that went wrong in this game. For Ben Roethlisberger's interception, Deontay Johnson's fumble, did Kendrick Green giving up a block or missing a block that allows Ben Roethlisberger to get crushed in the backfield to cause another fumble. It was just problem after problem after problem. And oh, by the way, the other team had Patrick Mahomes, who was just going off. I'm going to go over all the things I saw wrong with this game, the things that I think are really important, because there's some things I think are just people are just focusing on because they're mad. Steelers fans, I know it's a rough Monday. I know it's a rough Sunday night. Hang in there. I'm here to help you through it. We're going to talk about that and how the Steelers still can pick themselves up from this loss, even if you may say, I don't care. It's probably over. You probably should care, and I'll explain why. I'm Chris Carter of the Lockdown Steelers podcast. Let's get into it. You are Locked On Steelers, your daily Pittsburgh Steelers podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome to the Locked On Steelers podcast. I'm your host, Chris Carter, bringing you your daily dose of all things of the Pittsburgh Steelers. As always, you can find this this show on Apple, Spotify, Google Podcasts, Odyssey, and YouTube. Hit the like button if you're watching this video on YouTube. Subscribe to our YouTube channel for more Steelers content. We thank you for making us your first listen every day. Steelers fans, oh, man, I know you going through it. It was a rough one. It was one of those ones where it was just like, okay, come on, guys. Uh, uh, no, come on, you can do it. No, okay. All right, this is, nope, that's not going to work either. Okay, this is just all bad. There's nothing here. There's nothing to salvage. That's how it kind of went in this game. 36 to 10, losing to, to the uh, to the Chiefs. You go out here, um, you get your punt, you throw an intercept. Both both drives after that happens, the, the Chiefs score immediate touchdowns in the first quarter. The Steelers now, I believe, getting outscored in the first quarter, something like, was it 105 to nine or something like that? It's something ridiculous. It's 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 been ridiculous over the last like what six games. But you look at just how this this game just played out. A lot of people, you could a lot of blame can be pointed in a lot of directions. Now, um, I, I think a few things here. Um, I'm not as down on the defense as some. I, you know, granted they weren't good in this game. They were they were picked apart by Patrick Mahomes, but he's Patrick Mahomes. You knew that he was uh, he was going to have his big plays, that he was going to have his moments. But I look at this game and I saw they give the first touchdown, okay. But then one play later after that touchdown, they're put back on the field. The, the Chiefs have the ball at midfield. They get an, they get another score. Then they were able to force a field goal, and then the that was there's, then they give up the touchdown after the missed field goal drive. But when I was looking back, there were only two drives that started past midfield for the chiefs that they scored touchdowns on, which I was like, wow. I was like, I was like, I thought they just walked down the field all game long on them. And that's not a moral victory. That's not a silver linings. That's not a anything like that. But I, when I realized like, okay, they actually did, didn't give up all these drives for long yards, but it's like what Mike Tomlin said after the game, they're supposed to get stops on short fields. That's how this team is designed. This defense is supposed to bail out the offense, but we know this defense is hurt up. They haven't been playing well. They're they were they're missing several players all year. And this has been this was a game where you were hoping that you know uh, that Joe Schobert 
and Robert Spillane can handle the linebacker position. You saw Ulysses Gilbert getting in there a little bit. Um, you saw Isaiah Loudermilk get the start. It was just problem after problem, and they were not able to keep up with the Chiefs. And the other problem was when the defense did occasionally have a little bit of success, the offense put them right back into tough holes. This is the description of drives for the Steelers before they got a field goal, which was basically a mercy field goal in the third quarter. A punt, an interception, another punt after five plays, a missed field goal, a turnover on downs at their own 25, the end of the end of the half, a fumble, and then and then that field goal. And then, by the way, another fumble after that field goal. It was just abysmal all around. Now, I, we could point to Matt Canada. We could point to say and say, hey, I disagree. I disagree with that call. I'm looking at the tape. And I'm seeing, wow, this guy's open. That guy's open. This happens here. It's again, it's like what I said last week. Uh, or a couple weeks ago with, with the Pittsburgh Steelers, with the offense. It's a lot like it, it, everyone is to blame at some point. There's times the fourth and one sweep to Najee Harris. I don't know what, I don't know what Matt Canada's thinking. It's just dumb. But when I look at other play, plenty of plays, the play that set that one up a third and four, you had du dual shallow crosses. Raven McLeod goes one way. He's kind of covered. Deontay Johnson goes the other way. He's wide open. Nobody's in front of him and he's your best receiver. And Ben Roethlisberger throws it to Ray Ray McLeod, and, and he gets stopped short. And it's like, why? Why didn't you go to your number one receiver in that situation? I don't. Under, I don't understand those moments. Ben Roethlisberger seems to love him some Ray Ray McLeod, and I don't have the official snap counts in front of me, but I'm, I'm going to tell you, he probably played over fifty percent of the, the snaps in this game, and no one understands why. Ray Ray McLeod targeted eight times in this game, second most on the team over Chase Claypool, Zach Gentry, uh, Najee Harris, and uh, James Washington, who by the way had two targets in this game. I don't I don't understand the fascination with Ray Ray McLeod, but I'll, I'll say this. A lot of the people were a lot of people were tweeting about that all game long. I don't think that that's the big problem here. I, I think a part of it, the issue is the Steelers need a traditional slot receiver. Juju was that he, he you know, he, he got hurt. They've been trying to allow other guys to play their outside roles. And it's been a weird thing. And I, I agree. I, I think that the Steelers have mishandled that situation, but that's not why the offense is stinking right now. That first, that, that flea flicker that Ben threw, that's on Ben. Raymond McLeod was wide open. If he just throws it, throws a bullet to him, doesn't have to air it out, doesn't have to lead him, just throw, throw him the bullet. He catches it first down. The Steelers move the ball there. There were several instances. There was a third down in the red zone where Ben Roethlisberger has dual screens to the right and left. One screen to his right, one screen to his left. The screen to his right had all of the Kansas City Chiefs defense. The screen to his left had two defenders, and you saw the entire defense go that way, and he threw it in, into that direction. Meanwhile, Deontay Johnson wide open with several blockers out front and very few tacklers might have walked into the end zone. And not that that would have won them the game, but it would have at least given them a fighting chance when they were actually within range of making it more competitive. And that's been the problem that I've had with the Steelers this season. Whenever games have gotten out of hand, they don't have other ways to save themselves. Whenever they've won games, it's because their defense has played at a ridiculously high level. TJ Watts getting a lot of sacks. Also, TJ Watts playing this game with cracked ribs. He's a ridiculous person. They should have never let him let, let him even try that. But the bottom line is that when you see the defense having to win all these different times. Not one of these games has the offense stepped in and had an immaculate game and saved the defense and said, hey, we got your back. Now, there's times the offense has played better. They've done a better job, but there's never been a game where you're like, man, the offense, wow, they they really put it together in this one. It's been, it's, you know, a lot of it has been the defense creating turnovers, getting them opportunities, keeping giving them shots so that the offense could click. And this was a game where if the Steelers were even going to make it close, the offense was going to need to come out, put together some drives, and at least get some scores early so that it's not like the Steelers are down 21 to nothing again. And, oh, yeah, 
they they, they it got to 23 nothing 30 nothing at one at one point before the Steelers even you know could respond on offense again it's what I said before Matt Canada and Ben Roethlisberger do not mix I know a lot of people want to fire Matt Canada I feel I feel rough on saying that because one I think most coaches or coordinators should get a second year uh, you know when they come when they have a bad year unless it's like you know they're 0 and 17 or something like that but when I look at what uh, what the Steelers are doing on offense. I, I see the plays. They're there to be had. It's just execution at the point. And again, it's not just Ben Roethlisberger. Kendrick Green play, played plays horribly. He needs to be benched. He needs to not, he needs to not play center anymore. That's why they put in J.C. Hassenhauer at the end. I don't care if they said it was because of an injury. That was why it, it, that injury somehow happened right after uh right right after his he blew a, he blew a, a block that got Ben killed in the and fu- the fumble force that gave the Chiefs the ball inside the red zone by the way the Steelers held that possession to a field goal um to to me this is there there's so many things that are wrong with this with with this offense and that is and it's the crucial parts that's that's killing it right now the offensive line has ha, hasn't gelled it's re, it's regressed it keeps taking steps backwards Ben Roethlisberger continues to show that he's not adapting he's not seeing the defenses well enough I said going into this game he needed to be able to read the safeties he didn't he looked he looked like he was he was he was unable to understand where the Chiefs were trying to take away at different points of the game um, and then times when he thought he did he was throwing inaccurate passes. And again, it's not all him. You had Deontay Johnson with an inexplicable fumble. You had, you know, missed blocks here and there. You had Chase Claypool. Actually, Chase Claypool did. I can't really point at him that much. He didn't make too many crazy mistakes in, in this game. Ray McLeod gets called for taunting, even though I did see what he did that was a taunt in this game. Got lots of big questions like that that, that happened in, in, in this offense. But it, and there's a lot of blame to go around. But the core of this offense that had to be able to save this defense at times and a, a defense that does need help because it's because of how hurt it's been it has just not been able to rise to the occasion unless it's been you know the defense giving them really good field position them cat you know uh, capitalizing on it Najee Harris making ridiculous plays Pat Frymuth making ridiculous plays and Ben Roethlisberger finding those guys and letting and letting them go to work it just hasn't been enough this year and it's clear it's not going to change the final weeks but the Steelers somehow aren't out of the playoff race I want to talk about that in just a minute here on the Locked On Steelers podcast because I think that that's important to the conversation as far as what's actually coming up. But first, I got to tell you guys about Built Bar this holiday season. Grab the protein bar that tastes like a candy bar or even better than a candy bar. Built Bar, filled with so much holiday goodness, rich with decadent flavor, covered in chocolate, but amazing low in calories, sugar, net carbs, and fat, and high in protein. That means you get the best of both worlds, delicious and healthy. So many flavors, you'll have a hard time choosing between them. If you want raspberry, mint, brownie, cherry, double chocolate, cookies and cream, peanut butter, brownie, all of those are available when you go to Built.com. Built Bar gives you the extra food you need to bust down the mall doors and battle all the holiday shoppers, especially if you're running behind on, on some of the shopping. So I know some of you out there, some of you guys out there, I know that you waited until after Christmas and now you're sitting out there and like, okay, what deals I could scope out. I know who you are, but so, listen, when you laid it that long, you might be a little tired when you go out there, take a built bar with you to recharge when you go out there. So, but where you can get all these built bar flavors, go to built.com. Use promo code locked 15. That's L O C K E D one five lock 15. And you'll get 15% off your next order. Again, that's locked 15 for 15% off at built.com where you can get all those amazing built bar flavors. Back here on the Locked On Steelers podcast, I'm your host, Chris Carter. We continue to mull through what the heck this offense is and isn't. Uh, ben Roethlisberger, 23 of 35 for 159 yards and a touchdown and an interception. The touchdown comes at the game at the end of the game when the ba- game was basically over. 
Um, there was a time where Deontay Johnson, I also felt like he was, I felt like he was right back where he was against Buffalo. He had that fumble, then he had a really bad drop. Um, he had a couple drops in this game. Um, and you know, this is a guy who's been a model of consistency for most of the season, and he hadn't been a detriment to the Steelers. He'd been a major asset to them. And and then he put on a performance like this. Now you, you saw at the end, I do think it's important for Deontay Johnson's touchdown at the end to just be like, Hey, okay, I can do this. It's not that I, I my hands are falling apart. I'm not being, you know, having a mental breakdown right now. I, I can pick myself up, but that's also kind of a microcosm of where, what I see the Steelers needing to do moving forward, because a lot of people, I see a lot of people saying, man, the Steelers just need to lose out to get a better draft pick. I'm like, this isn't about just getting a draft pick. This is a this is about team development. It's about a lot of these younger guys. Remember, this team is very young, despite Ben Roethlisberger making it look like they're a lot older because he's the quarterback. This team has a lot of young players on it. And you want these young players figuring things out in these final games, understanding what it's like to be part of a playoff push, understanding what it's like to be part of such a critical game and how to prepare for that and how to deal with it with, with those heights and those rises and those falls. Because if you don't, if these guys don't learn this lesson now, you're going to be trying to get, teach them their, this lesson later in their careers when the Steelers actually do have a team that could be one of the better rosters in the NFL. It's just a fact the Steelers don't have one of the better rosters in the NFL. Somehow, though, they're 7-7-1. Seven, seven and one. They're still in the playoff hunt. They're Chances are a lot slimmer now, though. Now, and this was a week where if they had pulled off the upset, which, again, I was telling y'all that this was probably wasn't the big thing. But if they had pulled off the upset, they would have been right in the mix for uh, right in the mix for the right in the mix for the playoffs. They would have been one of the teams they would have they might have been able to clinch the playoffs with a win next week. But now they still get to play. Uh, they still get to play the, the the Browns and the Ravens in the final weeks. I said from the door, the biggest thing about the, these last three games, they need to beat the AFC North teams. If they can beat the AFC North teams, if they can beat the Brown, the Browns and the Ravens, they're going to be in a position where they're going to knock the, the Browns out of the playoffs and they're going to have a chance to knock the Ravens out of the playoffs. The Ravens play the Rams next week. That's going to be a tough matchup for them. They've been dealing with all the injuries and COVID issues. Now, granted, the AFC North is pretty much locked up now because the Bengals uh, they beat the Ravens. They just have to win one more game, and then they'll be out of reach of the Steelers, and uh, that'll pretty much be be that for the Bengals. But there's still hope for the AFC playoffs. They now need the Steelers. When you look at uh, the the stand the standings right now, the Steelers sit uh, as of as of Sunday Sunday night in tenth place. They're seven and seven and one with the wild card teams that are in front of them being the Colts at nine and six, the Patriots at nine and six, the Ravens at eight and seven, the Chargers at eight and seven, and the Raiders at eight and seven. And remember, doesn't matter who they did or didn't beat because their tie nullifies all the tiebreakers. So what it just matters is over these last two weeks, they need to finish with two with with, with two wins, and they need some of these teams to finish with at least one loss they do they do that and uh and the, these teams of course are the ravens the chargers or or the raiders that's where that's where they're kind of at here all three of these teams have been struggling down the stretch the raiders the raiders pulled out a big win over the broncos that put, basically put the bronc push the broncos back down now but the bottom line is before we get to that any of that other stuff you know it again it's it down to basically the, the ravens the chargers and the raiders needing to lose one at least one of their last two games uh and the steelers winning out and you think about it the steelers they play the ravens that accounts for one of them you can have the it doesn't really matter what the ravens do with the rams uh if the steelers went out they, they they knock they'll knock the Raiders Raiders out or the Ravens out. But the bottom line is this: Can the Steelers win their win their last two games? That's a bit that's a big question after a loss like this. Now I will I will remind you after the Steelers have gotten destroyed a couple times 
this year, they've actually been able to been able to respond. You look at the the loss to the Bengals when they lost ten to forty one. They came back with the big win over the Ravens. You, you look at the loss to the Minnesota Vikings twenty eight to thirty six when they were down by a huge margin. They come back and they beat the Titans. Now, granted, that doesn't seem to bode any well for consistency, but it's something that you can look at if you're a Steelers fan and say, hey, maybe they can bounce back. And the Browns nor the Ravens have been playing well. So we're going to get to how the Steelers can bounce back in just a minute here because I want to talk about not just the offense, not just the defense, but the overall structure of what this team is, what can Mike Tomlin actually do in these final two games, and a lot of the criticism that I do feel is real for the coaching staff because there's players, we can go about the players you know, a lot more in what we saw now go over them when I look more over the tape. But there's things that the coaching staff has to be able to, to do and solidify when we're talking about you know who should stick around moving forward because there's a lot of talk about fire everybody after losses like this. I want to calm everyone down, get back to focusing, and let's look at the actual picture here for the Pittsburgh Steelers. But first, I got to tell you guys about betonline.ag. BetOnline has you covered all season long with more props, odds, and lines than ever before as football season continues the march to the playoffs. BetOnline remains your number one spot for all the sports action this season. Head to our new up updated desktop or mobile website on sports to sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Just use promo code locked on. That's L O C K E D O N locked on to receive your welcome bonus from basketball to football to any to boxing to UFC, right down to your favorite Vegas casino games. Don't wait to take advantage of all the amazing offers available for the 2021 season at bet online, the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your favorite sports and bet online where the game starts. Back here on the Locked On Steelers podcast, I'm your host, Chris Carter. Uh, we're going to take a step back for a second because, you know, I'm looking at the hyper-specifics of the game where it comes to, you know, Ben Roethlisberger missing passes, Kendrick Green missing a block here. You know, this is obvious. These are problems that have that aren't just rearing their heads. They've existed for quite some time now for the Steelers, and they have been able to fix them. Uh, when you look at the last, I believe it's now five straight games, they haven't scored a touchdown in the first half. That's something that you can't live with and be a good football team. And that's where the Steelers are, though, right now. You look at how how they're playing offensively, and they're not able to. Again, this team is very one-sided in that the defense has to carry them to a win, and then the offense occasionally limp its way in, make a big play here or there, and they win off of that. Um when we're looking at a global approach and how the Steelers need to need to address things moving forward, I certainly think I mean, there should be looks at how the offense is constructed, you know, going going into next season. Um, you know, even with the way that how these final games have to play out, you know, if if Ben Roethlisberger is not going to see the field, you know, they're they're just going to have to keep finding a way to grind out these last two wins against teams they've already beaten. Um, maybe maybe they 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 can do that, but. The, there's definitely going to need to be a, at least a hard look at the way the Steelers have tried to get drives going to begin games um, because you, you just look at the problems that they've had, their, their inability to start fast, and then that compounds upon itself when you because then, then you're putting yourself at risk as the game goes on. The defense starts to see more of what you're doing. Then they could try that. Then you, if you make a mistake there, it compounds upon it, puts more pressure on the defense to stand up. This is a team that. Again, we knew the offensive line wasn't going to be very good this year. We knew that if there if there was hope they were going to be, become average by the mid middle part of the season, there was a point where they might have been able to get there, and then it just all fell apart from what we've what we've seen. But Ben Roethlisberger, the biggest thing was you knew is like, hey, 
if you can find a way to hit the middle of the field to attack and just take the soft spots of the defense and, you know, and, you know, occasionally not, not for four or 500 yards a game, but just take what the defense gives you and then, and do that in a way that backs the linebackers off so that Najee Harris can get going. You'll be fine. That hasn't happened yet this year. And whatever the plan is for the Steelers moving forward, it has to incorporate some sense of a quarterback who can do just that because Najee Harris is going to be here to stay. Pat Frymuth is going to be, going to be back. You're going to have your, your pickup, how you want to do this offensive line. Personally, I think, I think Kendrick Green is showing you enough at center that it's like, Hey, if one of the top tier centers and next year, next year's draft, Tyler Lindenbaum from Iowa, of course, uh, being the top guy there. If one of those guys is available to you, that might be your pick to try to solidify that and say, oh, you know what, Kendrick, thank you. You're going to be a guard from now on. You'll be a backup center in case we need you for emergencies, but we need someone who's really familiar with this position. That's what the Steelers should be looking at right now, as well as you know who they're going to bring in at quarterback. I have a problem, again, just dumping Matt Canada because a lot of these plays I see, they're in front of the Steelers. They're there to be had, but it's execution on the field. But again, when systemic problems come from, from, come from a lack of execution, then you got to say, okay, this game plan just ain't going to work because now you're you're depending on these players that you've now seen for – basically the whole season not come up in big moments for you or not be consistent you know, for you, and now you're hoping that – Things can, you know, things can turn around and that's just that that's just not a good way to march. Now, I will say this for the Steelers right now, they're kind of pinned because they just at this point of the season, you you have who you have. You're stuck with who you are. Um, But this how this season has gone needs to be a lesson for how this team's going to needs to build moving forward. If you're going to have a quarterback that's going to play at this level, they can't be taking up what, twenty five million dollars in cap space. you got to find a way to make sure that that quarterback is, you know, at least minimalizing how much how much of their impact is on the salary cap. And then that way you can invest in the offensive line, invest in some depth pieces and give yourself some opportunities to balance the roster a little bit because this roster is not balanced. It's tilted heavily on being able to get after the quarterback and then the guys behind them trying to make big, big splash plays on defense to change, to turn the game over. Now, all that being said, I don't think that this is a culture problem with the Steelers. You heard about Cam Hayward when he was, I don't know if you saw his postgame interview, but I encourage you to go look it up because when he was, when he was asked, is this just who the Steelers are right now? This inconsistent team that, that gets beat like this after they lost like this to the, to the Bengals, Cam Hayward said, I'm sorry, but I'm not accepting ish. And you can imagine what I mean when he said ish, because that's, that's how he responded. There are, there are plenty of leaders and pieces on this team. That's what I've been talking about all leading into this game. Cause I even told you, I thought the Steelers were, going to lose i didn't think they'd lose this bad but i saw this being a week where people were going to be doom and gloom about the steelers because of you know they, they couldn't beat patrick mahomes and the chiefs with a roster that's arguably you know their most their their, their late least talented roster for the past for the past few years so i i look at this as a team and i say okay what are the pieces that you can take with moving forward? You got leaders in TJ Watt, Cam Hayward, Mika Fitzpatrick. I think you've got playmakers in Najee Harris, Pratt Frye with Deontay Johnson. When he's not fumbling the ball, um, and you, you have players to to build on there. You have good role players like Cam Sutton, like Terrell Edmonds. You want to keep them around. Devin Bush can bounce back. We've seen him take strides forward. Um, you know, you're hoping that you can get Stephon Tewitt healthy back someday. You know, again, that's not going to happen this season. But it may, but if it's something that he can come back next year, great. Deal with that. Deal with that. Then you have pieces to build around, and you have guys that are fighting at the very. I mean, you look at Cam Hayward. He's sacking Patrick Mahomes in the fourth quarter. He's still fighting to stuff the run, even when the game is over that's a guy who's not just giving up he's not just like you know what 
these other guys didn't bring it. We didn't have a good game. I'm just going to go through the motions. He's not doing that. Are there other guys who probably are? Yeah, they're messing up, and you need to address that in the offseason with who you're going to put out there. But this is why you don't tank a season. You want to see the medal of these of these players. You want to see the medal of their character to say, how did you respond when the gates were flooded and everything was overrun? Did you, did you turn around and give up your post, or did you keep fighting on and doing your best so that when we could look back at this at the film and say, okay, we know we can rely on you? That's what I see out of guys like even Alex Highsmith. I don't see him quitting on plays. I do see him, you know, getting beat at times. But again, he's a second year, third round draft pick. He's going to have some rough games here and there. Um, but, you know, you want to see the guys who are fighting through those moments. I think the Steelers do have those guys on the roster. It's just that they're not they're not balanced enough of a team to make up for when the defense is getting beat by a great quarterback like Patrick Mahomes. And also to make up for when your quarterback and your offensive coordinator can't get on the same page and you're still struggling. I did a whole episode about that last Tuesday, just talking about how I just see this as, as the major point here that Matt Canada does call occasionally good plays. Example, the flea, the flea flicker. Ray Ray McLeod is open. You hit, him with a, you hit him with a bullet pass. He catches it. He moves on. Or if he drops it, then he drops it. And that's something else that you address and you move forward. The, there's plenty of plays there. There was a shallow cross where Ben Roethlisberger went to Ray Ray McLeod when Deontay Johnson was open. There was a double the double screen pass where Ben Roethlisberger went to Najee Harris where there were like 12 defenders around him when he, when he passed up Deontay Johnson and with like three defenders around him with several blockers. There's just, it's a compound of mistakes. It's a compound of, of bad things. There's not, there's not any one person that, 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 that's, that's to be all at fault for this. But the problem is, is that when you're based, when you're offense financially and you look at the salary cap, it's based around Ben Roethlisberger and he's not playing that at a high level, that puts you in a really rough spot. So moving forward, I don't think the, the answer is tearing it all down. I don't think the answer is like, I know a lot of Steelers fans are just burn it to the ground, start all over again, do all again. You're going to be throwing away a lot of great talent that you do have that are building blocks pieces that you can turn around very soon. I mean, again, look at the New England Patriots. Yes, they lost this last year, but with a rookie quarterback, they this last, not last year, they lost this list this past week. But you look at what they've done with a rookie quarterback like Mac Jones. They're up in the mix. They're competing for the AFC championship or AFC East championship, excuse me. And they're, they're, they're pushing themselves for a playoff spot. There are plenty of teams that have turned things around and the Steelers will have a good amount of cap space next year to address that. So, all I'm saying is, is that these last two games, whether you think that it doesn't matter or not, because yes, if they get to the playoffs, they're probably going to be a wild card team. They're probably going to play a division winner. And who knows? Maybe they'll get a matchup like the Bills, a team that they've shown that they can play with. Maybe they'll get a matchup like the Titans, a team that they can show that they, a team that they've shown that they can play with. But they also might get a matchup like the Chiefs or the Bengals or teams that have slaughtered them this year. Uh, you know, that's all very possible. But the bottom line is, the Steelers have to keep fighting. They have to keep they have to keep seeing who's going to fight to grow and who does grow and learn from these experiences. I, I often talk about how the best Steelers teams, they often look back at their failures from previous years and they said, man, I'm never going to let that happen again or I'm going to work my tail off to make sure that that never happens again. And then that led to their Super Bowl, Super Bowl runs. That's a big part of who this team has to become eventually. They need to go through some battle wars. There's some really big wars coming up, coming up against divisional opponents coming up. Those are going to be huge to determine how this team's going to look at 
who's the most important pieces to build around, what they should do, how they should re-implement things in the draft and free agency, all those things on the line in these final two weeks. I'm Chris Carter, the Locked On Steelers podcast. Thanks so much for tuning in. We appreciate everyone who tunes into the Locked On Steelers podcast. Remember, you can find us on Apple, Spotify, Google Podcasts, Odyssey, and of course, YouTube. Hit the like button on our YouTube, on, our, on this video if you're enjoying it. Hit the subscribe button on our YouTube channel if you're enjoying that as well. Thanks so much to all the people out there that support that support our work. You can follow me on Twitter and Instagram at Carter critiques we'll be back to more tomorrow with more on the locked on Steelers podcast after we get some more film reviewing some snap counts looking at the hard data and seeing what's going on with the Steelers more things that can be addressed in the specifics in their big matchup with the Cleveland Browns on Monday Night Football at Heinz Field next week